Welcome to Retire Simply, a show designed to take the fear out of retirement unknown and replace it with joy, freedom, and confidence. Your hosts are Scott and Angela Winstead, a husband and wife duo who share their industry knowledge in a fun and casual way to help steer you in the direction of your retirement goals and dreams. Having worked with hundreds of families in the area over the last decade, they've learned some common themes that are standing in the way of people having the retirement they imagine. Join them as they give you tips and tools to navigate the world of retirement, to make it uncomplicated and simple. This is Retire Simply. Hey there, Scott Winstead here. And Angela. And we're bringing you another episode of the Retire Simply podcast. And we're going to continue today uh, on our income theme. Mm -hmm. We spent the last few weeks talking about uh, different types of income and the amount of income you actually need. So a couple episodes ago, we talked about uh, making sure we have our sit on the porch number and what and, is that? And for those of you who might not remember, that's just simply the amount of money it takes us to sit on the front porch. That doesn't include going out to eat and taking our vacations. What? But what does it cost us to just sit on the front porch? That's right. Cover your basic life needs, right? Mm -hmm. And that number has to inflate and it's got to cover both spouses. Absolutely. And then uh, last time we talked about getting more of the income that you want to actually have that play check, things you want to be actually doing in retirement. Yeah, now we're talking about going out to eat and traveling and dreaming about what we want our retirement to be because we have to be able to dream, to have a vision, to be able to plan for what that number is. Yeah, and I think you know one of the big things is is without income, you don't really have a retirement, right? Uh, retirement, as we kind of joke around in the office, um, you know, you're basically unemployed, very lovingly unemployed for <laughs> the next, you know, 30, 35 years of your life. And so today we're going to talk all about how do you generate income in retirement? You know, it's wonderful to figure out how much you need to sit on the porch. It's wonderful to figure out how much you want to actually spend to do all those experiences that we talked about last time. But how do you actually generate that income? Exactly. And I think that's where a lot of the work comes in, mm -hmm. is generating that income and making sure that we do it properly. Because I would guess, right, that probably at some point you've thought to yourself as you're driving in the car, or maybe brushing your teeth, uh, doing yard work or something like hey, you know, I, I hope this retirement thing actually works out. Like, I think I've saved enough. Yeah, but... I'm pretty sure I've <laughs> saved enough, but, but I really <laughs> haven't figured out if I'm going to have enough or not. And so, again, today's all about how do you generate income. And when we talk about income, I think we have to kind of lay a little bit of groundwork here, right, Angela? So we've got to talk about um, guaranteed income yes, and non-guaranteed income. Yeah, it's really important to understand uh, the difference um, between those two uh, because that really impacts the way that we move through retirement. Yeah, so when we start with guaranteed income, what we're really talking about um, is mailbox money, right? That money that hits your uh, hypothetical mailbox or your bank account like clockwork every single month, uninterrupted, mm -hmm. regardless of what's happening in the world. Exactly. Right. Um, and folks like to make sure that they've got at least a decent portion of their retirement income guaranteed. So let's just maybe quickly rattle off um, some sources of guaranteed income. Oh, great. Yeah. One of the most common sources of guaranteed income is going to be Social Security. Most people qualify for Social Security. 
Um, another option might be pensions. And one of the things that I just want to remind people to do is if you've had um, several jobs or several uh, several jobs over your career time to make sure that you check with uh, employers of the past just to see if possibly you have even a small pension with them because it all adds up. Of course. And, and you know, we're, we'll get way, way deeper into Social Security and all of that in, in future episodes. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, those are two sources, pensions and Social Security, that um, make up a large bulk of, for our folks, their guaranteed income. And it covers most of their sit-on-the-porch number, typically. Typically. Uh, but here's the problem with with relying solely on Social Security or solely on a pension, okay? You know, let's say that Angela's got Social Security and I've got Social Security and we're both taking our Social Security, and then I die. What happens to one of those Social Securities? It goes away. It goes away. Now, let me ask you this. Um is that the time, Angela, while you're grieving over the death of me, mm-hmm. that you want to take a hit to your sit-on-the-porch number, your lifestyle? Absolutely not. To be quite frank with you, I don't want to have to think about money. That's right. Uh, of course not, because I'm a tough enough guy to get over without you having to do all that, right? <laughs> yes, you are, honey. Yes, you are. So my point to that, though, is is we've got to think about not only is there enough while we're both living, but what happens if one of us passes away? Yeah. You know, again, in terms of your pension, you know, I've, one of the things I love so much is when couples come in here and, and maybe one of them has a, a decent pension and the other one didn't. And it's they look at the different options. Am I going to take a, a 50% payout or a 75% payout or a 100% payout? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that 100% payout looks pretty good, but then there's no continuation to the surviving spouse. And so I love being able to ask the surviving spouse and say, hey, we can get this higher number, but how do you feel about if he or she passes away? You know, you don't get any more of this. And typically... Their heads shake a little bit and say, no, that's not really the situation we want to be in. Yeah, I would definitely say that that opens up uh, immediate communication between them. That's right. But but the immediate communication is typically good. We've never had anybody have to take an Uber uh, (laughs) and not ride home with their spouse. So usually the conversations end pretty well. But these are all things we need to think about. So that would be guaranteed sources of income. But there's also a type of financial tool that I would say is probably, and we would say is the most probably misunderstood Mm -hmm. financial tool out there. Um, And that's an annuity. And by its most simple definition, right, an annuity is simply just a guaranteed paycheck for the rest of your life. That's what an annuity is. So Social Security is an annuity. A pension is an annuity. Now, some people don't have enough guaranteed income that they want from those other two sources. Mm -hmm. So they take some of their assets, they give it to an insurance company because insurance companies are the one that provide annuities, Mm -hmm. and they basically set up a personal pension plan for themselves. And they say, hey, either right now or at some point in the future, I'm going to turn on a switch and have lifetime income come in. Yep, guaranteed lifetime income. And it can uh, typically cover one spouse. It could cover both spouses. Um, You know, you can have IRAs be annuities. You can have Roth IRAs be annuities. You can have brokerage money or cash be annuities. So an annuity by, again, its most simple definition, 
is a guaranteed paycheck the rest of your life. Uh, it's no more complicated than that. Now, there's different types of annuities. We're not going to get into that today. Uh, but we want to make sure that, that you're aware of those three being the predominantly guaranteed sources of, it, of income. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about non-guaranteed income because okay. this is what I find most people are, are most familiar with, right? So um, in terms of, of non-guaranteed income, we've got uh, dividends, right? Yeah. So a dividend is basically just a, a portion of money that gets returned to you from an investment. And they're typically great, but we have to remember that dividends are not guaranteed. That's right. I'm sure if you're listening to this and you have dividend investments, uh, you might have noticed through the pandemic that we've just had, a lot of major companies have either slashed their dividends, so they've lowered them, or even paused them. Yes. So the dividend is at the discretion of the company. It's not guaranteed, uh, which also another way to generate income in retirement might be to sell investments, right? Mm-hmm. So mutual funds, stocks, uh, if you've had growth in there, yep. maybe you want to sell your investments. So that would be generating what we would call gains in the account um, to have income. Mm-hmm. A third type of way for, for some of you out there might be your real estate uh, holdings. Yes, a lot of people do count on those paychecks coming in all the time from rental. That's properties. right, rental income. And you know, real estate's wonderful. You know, my dad told me a long time ago, Scott, they're not making any more land. And that's true. Real estate is really valuable. Um, one of the issues, though, with real estate is basically it's only as good and valued at what someone's willing to pay for it. And when they want to pay for it. So it's not liquid necessarily. No, it is a wonderful thing. And you almost feel like it's guaranteed because it's coming in every month. Mm -hmm. But the truth and the reality of it is we have to realize that it's not guaranteed. Exactly because of what you're talking about. And we've had folks um, and have folks that we serve that have really strong real estate positions, Mm -hmm. rental positions. Mm -hmm. um, But something like a pandemic happens and the renters lose their job. They get furloughed and they're not able to pay their rent. And so where you're banking on your income, your sit on the porch number being there, it's not guaranteed. So again, we want to make sure that we're covered a little bit there. Uh, Bonds could be another type of income. CDs could be a type of income. Uh, People like to do what they they talk about laddering those, right? So I've got short-term and mid-term and long-term bonds and CDs. Uh, Where are interest rates right now, Angela? Oh, they're super low, like zero. Yeah, super low. So not really (laughs) great at generating income right now. Um, So, you know, those are what we would say are non-guaranteed sources. And typically what we're doing as we help folks plan their retirement, and as you're thinking on how to plan your income, is a combination of all these tools. So there's not a silver bullet. Yeah, it's really important to use different strategies because that also gives us something that we're going to talk about today, flexibility. That's right. And you know, I think when after, you know, helping people and we've helped people for well over a decade plan their retirement, what we have found is most people want the ultimate flexibility in how they take their income. Exactly. You know, early on, you know, they may want to take a big trip and then they're not taking the trip or they may want to help the grandkids, but then later on they don't have that expense. So they want to be able to take freely rather than being locked in. And part of that too is because nobody knows exactly what's going to happen uh, in the years to come. So we want to be able to remain flexible and mobile in that. We want to be able to make different 
decisions if we need to. That's right. And the ultimate goal, I think, would be to, when you're thinking in terms of your income, would be, hey, can I generate enough interest, right? Can Mm -hmm. I earn enough so that I'm living off of my interest and not having to touch or erode my principal? Yes, that would be the ultimate goal yeah. for sure. But that may not always be realistic. You know, if you're if you're having to pay bills in March of 2020 and the stock market took its fastest 30% drop that it ever did, uh, do you get to call up TXU Energy or do you get to call your cable provider and say, hey, I'm not really going to send you that check this month because uh, my investments are down 30%? Yeah, they're not usually welcoming those phone That's calls. right. So we have to make sure we've got some income that's going to be there regardless of what's happening in the world and then some income that might be dependent on what's going on out there Uh, which i think would then lead us maybe into a little bit more of a discussion on what we talked about last month uh, in in terms of the taxable nature of your income oh yes you know lots of times when we sit down with people and and you just when you're getting to know them and and what they think they might have as far as their assets in retirement, they forget to take taxation into account. Right. And so, you know, most folks that we've had the pleasure of serving, they um, have saved in predominantly those taxable accounts, right? The IRA, the 401k. The 403b. Um, 403b, if yeah. you're a teacher, great point. And when money comes out of those accounts, it's 100% ordinary income tax to you. Mm-hmm. And if you take that money, let's say, and you want to make a portion of that be your guaranteed income, let's say in an annuity, mm-hmm. okay? Well, you might they might send you, um, you know, let's say $2,000 a month out of that annuity. But once you start that guaranteed income, you can't turn it off, right? No, you can never turn it off. This is a very important part. Yeah, and so as that $2,000 a month comes in, you might use it for, let's say, the first year as you intended. But maybe that second year, again, we can use maybe COVID or the pandemic as a good example, the trips you thought you were going to take. Or as many times as you typically go out to eat every month. You're just not doing. But yet that $2,000 a month in that our example is going to come in. Yeah, you can't stop it. You can't stop it. Which that gets us in kind of a bind, right? So I've got money coming in and I had to pay what on that when I took it out? Taxes. Only I'm not spending it, so I'm probably either going to leave it in the bank. And when it grows, we have to pay interest. Or you might decide, eh, I'm not really happy with the return at the bank, the interest, so I'll invest it. Mm -hmm. And when you do that and it grows, you'll probably pay what again? taxes. That's right. So we don't want to get in this hamster wheel of paying tax over and over and over again. So you really want to design your income not only from just the numbers and your uh, budget that you need, but you also want to take taxes into account. This week, we want to invite those of you listening to attend this month's Compass Retirement Complimentary Dinner Event at Kirby's Prime Steakhouse located in South Lake, Texas. If you want a chance to meet us in person, join us as we share the inner workings of retirement. We will be practicing social distancing and Tarrant County guidelines. We have two dinners scheduled next week. They are Tuesday, July 28th at 6.30 p.m. and Thursday, July 30th at 6.30 p.m. Just click the link below where you see this week's offer or call our office at 817-328-6152. That's 817-328-6152.
to reserve your spot today. So as we think about putting together income plan, and if you don't have an income plan, we're happy to help you look at that and build one for you. But we want to not only be thinking about our, our guaranteed income, but then our sources of non-guaranteed income. Mm-hmm. So what we find is most folks have a nice combination of both of these. They have maybe you know enough Social Security that it covers their sit-on-the-porch sit number. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've got a pension in there. But then they want to be able to take freely out of their assets to be able to um, use the money as they need mm-hmm. or as they see fit mm-hmm. for the, uh, you know, creating the experiences and the play check of things, um, but leave it if they don't need it. Yeah, that flexibility is so important, especially if we're jumping into a different tax environment and things like that. That's right. So you want a combination typically. Uh, there's not a one-size-fits-all. This is completely customized for you. Everybody's numbers, needs, and desires are different. And, you know, there was a time in my life, you know, really early on, I didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs like you did, Angela, right? Mm-hmm. I came from, my dad worked at a at a large corporation. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. I was used to, you know, seeing like a very steady sort of uh, career for my dad, right? Um, so th- as I grew up, you know, there was a time where I thought, well, gee whiz, I, um, I don't know if I would ever be, you know, risky enough to go start my own business. But then when I had my first like baseball card stand and I sold fake <laughs> tattoos at school, I got into being an entrepreneur. But some people just don't function well having a, a, a lot of varying degree of, of predictability. Yeah. The not knowingness. That's right. Yeah. Other people, hey, you know what? It's like feast or famine. I'm okay. You know, if I've got a thousand in the bank or 10,000, it doesn't really matter. I sleep like a baby every night. So again, this has got to be built for your comfort level. Exactly. Um, and it and it has to take into other folks, uh, your spouse, how you want to leave money and all of that. So if it's something that as you're building out your income and you're looking at your numbers that you need help with, we're happy to help you with it. Yep. We're always here. And so as we kind of wrap up this month of talking about income, we're going to talk next time a little bit more about the process in which we look at uh, to, to build this here at Compass Retirement for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, if, if we can ever help you in any way, don't hesitate. If you find, found this helpful today, feel free to, to pass it on, okay? Um, and we'd love any feedback that you have for us. All right. So we look forward to chatting with you next week. Uh, have a great week. And we'll meet you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been another week of Retire Simply. Thanks for listening. And if you want to listen to more episodes or learn more about Compass Retirement, go to retiresimplypodcast.com. That's retiresimplypodcast.com. If you learned something new today, feel free to share this episode with friends. We're here to help. Tune in next week as we talk about our three-step process for planning your retirement. Remember, anyone can save money. And just as easily, anyone can run out of money. But it takes skill and a plan to take what you've saved and not run out. Set up your 15-minute call to get your plan started right now. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. 
AE Wealth Management and Compass Retirement, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Compass Retirement, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Compass Retirement, Inc. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.